You are listening to Girl Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. What We Wear is our upcoming exhibition that will explore the ins and outs of British girls' fashion. Throughout history, fashion has been both an element of restriction and a sign of growing opportunities for girls. This exhibition investigates the complexities of those relationships by analysing museum objects, fashion trends and purchasing behaviour. More specifically, it discusses what these themes mean for girls of a particular era, girls now and girls of the future. Before we dive into this podcast episode, we want to give a trigger warning for the following topics. Addiction, addictive behaviour and addictive substances. While this episode focuses on the complexities of shopping addictions, there will be other addiction-related topics discussed. If any of these topics are at all triggering to you, please look after yourself and hold off from listening to this episode. We have plenty of other podcast episodes to choose from that you can listen to without putting yourself through any distress. There are also resources in the show notes if you find yourself needing any help regarding the subject matter. We are all familiar with the term shopaholic and retail therapy. These words have been so commonly used that they are now ingrained into our everyday lives. We even see these phrases plastered on things like tote bags and piggy banks, not to mention these themes appearing in cringeworthy phrases like shopping is my cardio that are being peppered throughout Facebook memes. While we use this type of language often, we often seem to ignore its roots in clinical psychology. Shopaholic being a play on alcoholic and retail therapy being a play on therapy as a form of psychological treatment. What's troubling about this language is that these terms often exclusively used to describe women and their fashion consumption. Most commonly it's used to make fun of women. Think about it. When was the last time you said or saw something along those lines that was intended or targeted to men? In this episode, we're going to explore shopping addiction from a psychological lens, specifically how our addiction to fast fashion, the modern world and gender all play major roles in how we interact and consume fashion. Before we can discuss our addiction to fashion, it's crucial that we have a foundational understanding of some important psychological terminology. The literal term addiction is the most crucial part. The American Psychological Association describes addiction as such. Addiction is a chronic disorder with biological, psychological, social and environmental factors influencing its development and maintenance. About half the risk for addiction is genetic. Genes affect the degree of reward that individuals experience when initially using a substance, e.g. drugs, or engaging in certain behaviours, e.g. gambling, as well as the way the body processes alcohol or other drugs. Heightened desire to re-experience use of substance or behaviour, potentially influenced by psychological, e.g. stress, history of trauma, etc. Social, e.g. family or friends' use of a substance, and environmental factors, e.g. accessibility of a substance or low cost, can lead to regular exposure or use, with chronic use or exposure leading to brain changes. These brain changes include alterations in cortical, prefrontal cortex and subcortical limbic system, regions involving the neural circuitry of reward, motivation, memory, impulse control and judgment. 
This can lead to dramatic increases in cravings for a drug or activity, as well as impairments in the ability to, to successfully regulate this impulse, despite the knowledge and experience of many consequences related to the addictive behaviour. Some of the neuropsychological mumbo-jumbo might be daunting to some listeners, but don't fret. We're going to analyse this definition and return to it as we carry on throughout this episode. Do note that this description includes behaviours as being the driving force behind addiction. Addiction is not limited to addictive substances such as drugs or alcohol, but can also be present in behaviours like gambling. In the case of this episode, we're going to look at consumerism, specifically in fashion, as the behaviour in question. This definition also includes the factors that may play a part in addiction, many of which we'll explore in this episode. Addiction is fueled by a neurotransmitter called dopamine. Often thought of as the feel-good chemical in our brain, it is more so that I want more and I want it now chemical. It's what we get a rush of when we decide to eat a delicious piece of cake or have sex. Dopamine also plays a major role in the circuitry of reward that the American Psychological Association mentioned in their definition of addiction. More specifically, the anticipation and build-up of the moment of reward increases the amount of dopamine in our brains, making us feel pleasure. This is the same process that takes place when we buy a new piece of clothing and feel pleasure from it. So what else is going on psychologically and socioeconomically that leads to many women being labelled as shopaholics? A quick side note before things get super gender-orientated. Please note the immense gap in psychological literature for the inclusion of people who exist outside the gender binary. Unfortunately, many studies, unless they're specifically investigating a non-binary sample size, will simply identify gender as male or female. So if any listeners are inspiring or practising researchers, make sure to make your studies as inclusive as possible. Fashion is so important to gender identity for all parts of the spectrum, so run wild with it. Fast fashion is now faster than it's ever been before thanks to the internet. Fast fashion is now faster than it's ever been before thanks to the internet and technological advances. With the convenience of online 24-hour shopping, credit cards and buy now pay later schemes, it's no wonder that so many people struggle with overconsumption. More specifically, women seem to struggle with this issue the most. Studies have shown that women shop for fashion more than men do. One reason why consuming fashion may be so prevalent in women is that it could be due to the pressure to attain a perfect self-image. The ideal self-image constantly being advertised to women by the fashion industry, beauty industry and in our own personal lives. One study sampled a group of young women on their fashion consumption. They found that 79% of the women questioned learned the importance of dressing to impress during their childhood from their mothers. Girls, and therefore women, have been taught to and have internalised an expectation to present themselves a certain way. This particular presentation is directly tied to fashion. Because women are always being pushed to meet this ideal, they feel a compulsion to take part in current fashion trends. However, with fast fashion turning out garments faster than ever before, it's almost impossible to keep up. As a result, women are always browsing and always buying new items. The novelty of new clothing items provides us with a boost of dopamine that we begin to crave. Furthermore, studies have also shown that women are more likely to form a symbolic attachment to their clothing compared with men. 
women tend to base their attachment to clothing on how it makes them look and feel, whereas men's attachment comes more from seeing clothes as something that allows them to do something active. However, that is not to say that this is the same for all men. There has certainly been an increase in men consuming fashion and getting attachments to clothes based on how it makes them look and feel as well, for example when wearing a certain brand of clothing. Now we've discussed some of the gender differences in the psychology of fashion consumption, let's talk about something that we've all been guilty of at least one time in our lives, impulse buying. We've all made at one point, um, or some more than others, an impulse buy. But why do we impulse buy, especially when we know that we shouldn't? For starters, we often have a treat-yourself mentality when we go into making a fashion purchase. Of course, taking care of yourself and regularly practising self-care in whatever way works for you is great. However, it seems that some take their beloved Parks and Recreation episode too far and treat Morph into a full-on buffet. People that find themselves falling victim to regularly impulse buying are more likely to be having a harder time controlling their emotions. Because of this, they often find themselves impulse buying in order to ward off some of the negative emotions such as loneliness, insecurity, stress and so forth. This is where that term retail therapy comes into play. For example, if we feel stressed for whatever reason and we buy a new garment on the fly to treat ourselves in an attempt to calm the stress, we are then using the act of purchasing clothing as a form of treatment for whatever may be burdening us. Keep this idea of shopping as stress relief in the back of your mind because it will pop up again shortly. On top of these factors at play, the modern shopper is constantly on the front line against hordes of influencers pushing sponsorships, eerily specific targeted ads across all social media platforms, and the dangers that credit cards can pose. So where is the line drawn between occasional fashion impulse buyer and a full-blown shopping addict? The term compulsive buying disorder, or CBD, is a legitimate term for when impulse buying becomes something much more. CBD is present when impulse buying becomes a habit and begins to affect the individual's quality of life in a negative way. In the United States alone, 15 million people are considered to have a shopping addiction. Amazingly, 92% of people who have compulsive buying disorder are estimated to be women. This is a staggering number, yet how many of you listening have heard about this disorder? This is a disorder that is heavily affecting women and is rarely discussed. When addiction is portrayed in the media, it is often men who are afflicted and they are grappling with alcohol, drugs and more recently gambling. Instead of seriously talking about how shopping addictions are impacting women, we see it as more of a punchline of a joke. This is particularly concerning when we live in a time where access to clothes is available 24-7 in most countries and many people are struggling under rising living costs. It is the perfect breeding ground for CBD. Dopamine also has a role to play with compulsive buying disorder. CBD involves a back and forth between positive feelings and negative feelings. Imagine for a moment a circle. At the top of the circle we have the point where an impulse purchase is made and the buyer is hit with the all-important dopamine rush. The buyer later, moving along to the right of the circle, begins to feel anxious and guilty about the purchase they've made. Because they feel negative emotions surrounding their purchase, they've reached the bottom of the circle and are more likely to return the item. Or perhaps they took it away to a destitute existence of collecting dust with all the tags still on it for eternity. Afterwards, the person finds themselves at the left of the circle and feels a motivational drive once again to find the perfect item. 
This motivation leads them to make another compulsive buy and then the whole cycle starts again. This is an exceptionally tricky cycle to break, even when the sufferer is faced with debt or a lack of money to fund their compulsive buying. Interestingly, a lack of money can actually exacerbate addictions such as compulsive buying. This is because the addiction is someone in someone's life can cause an immense amount of stress, leading the individual to make purchases as a way to alleviate stress. As previously mentioned with impulse buying, shopping can be used as a coping mechanism for a negative emotion like stress. It may seem counterintuitive at first, but think of how many times you've made an impulsive buy because you've had a bad day. Now imagine that amplified and you have this exact situation. Now imagine that amplified and you have this exact situation. Taking into account socioeconomic status is extremely relevant here because a lack of money can exacerbate stress and therefore lead to an even more purchasing in an attempt to alleviate said stress. This type of behaviour can quickly snowball and lead to credit card debt and other financial ruin. One study sought to identify the risk factors of compulsive buying amongst adult women. Through their surveys, researchers were able to identify that those women who had the highest rates of compulsive buying also had higher rates of impulsivity, stronger buying motives, low self-esteem and a greater feeling of losing control. These findings mirror those found in the I-PACE model of addiction and the negative reinforcement model of drug addiction. These risk factors suggest that there's a great deal of overlap with compulsive buying disorder and addiction as we know it. Another important thing to consider with CBD is the comorbidity it has with a variety of other psychological ailments. Comorbidity is just a fancy term that means two conditions are occurring at the same time within one individual. So in the case of CBD, anxiety, mood disorders and substance abuse are all commonly comorbid. This only further emphasises a need for more education and resources for those dealing with CBD. Furthermore, the fact that the vast majority of people struggling with CBD are women makes this topic something that needs to be brought to the attention of both girls and women. This is especially important because CBD normally pops up around the time of late teens and early 20s. Conversations about healthy finances, budgeting, purchasing power, positive self-image and even the environmental impact that our fashion consumption has on the world and those manufacturing our garments should be had. If girls had healthy coping mechanisms in place and a stronger understanding of their own fashion consumption, they could maybe avoid CBD, chronic debt and stress. As we wrap up this episode, there are a few questions we'd like to leave our listeners with. Do you think that compulsive buying disorder deserves a spot at the table for talking about addictive behaviour? Do you think researchers will see a drop in shopping addiction due to the rise of lifestyle changes like minimalism? Or do you think that outlets marketed as options for sustainable shopping for resold and pre-loved items like Depop, Poshmark, Vestia Collection, Vinted, etc., are only making it that much easier for people to fall into addictive shopping patterns. And lastly, and most importantly, if you or someone you know is addicted to shopping or struggling with any other form of addiction that can come in, we've included some resources and links in the podcast notes. There are also resources listed in the mental health services, treatment options and debt and credit card recovery. Help is available and people are willing to listen. Thank you. If 
you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website.